The podcast you're about to listen to is not part of the Professional Casual Network. Any of the views or opinions expressed on Elite Eight Showdown do not reflect the views or opinions of the Professional Casual Network. But to find more podcasts like this, please visit ProfessionalCasual.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and squirrels, oh, welcome back to the podcast on planet God dang Earth, where we pick anything and everything to face up in an eight-subject bracket elimination tournament. This is the Elite Eight Showdown. I, unfortunately, am your assistant to the co-host, Quinn, and I am joined here today by uh, something about comrades, uh, cohesion, and uh, conspiracies, Tim, the chapter master of the Blood Ravens, France. Oh, wow. Yeah, thank you, Quinn. That was actually really good. Yeah, uh, co cohabitators, I think, is one of the ones that Chuck leans on the most. <laughs> or semiconductors. Yes. I can't remember. It's definitely one of the two. Um, conductors have things to do with trains, and I haven't really seen much in trains in the Elite Eight showdown, so... Oh, I always thought it was the people, like, at the front of, like, an orchestra, like, waving the the little... Oh, it can be. ...around. Yeah. So I went to a uh, brass band performance once. One of my near and dear friends, Liam, uh, was a drummer. Really good drummer. We jam out together sometimes. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, And so he's, he's like, come down to a brass band performance. I'm like, what's the worst that could happen? So I go down there and I enjoy it. He does his set. It was really good. And it was the first time I'd seen a brass concert. And then he's come out to the crowd. We're sitting there. We're jamming out. There's like the old people are playing. Oldies being like, I don't know, your age at 40 or whatever. And uh, well, fuck off. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the conductor's sitting there and she's like doing the thing. She's got the, doesn't have a stick, but she's like doing fucking arm gestures and she's pointing at people and like, you like that sort of stuff. And uh, then she turns to the crowd and she starts clapping. Like, you know, you're just clapping your one, two, three, and four. And then we're sitting there, we're clapping along. And I'm like, I'm going to try and clap out of time. And so I'm like, I'm sitting there and I'm really trying, like, because at this point I was getting in, uh, I was drumming and like just getting into bass. Yeah. So I'm really like strict on my timing and I'm like, <laughs> like and she, she stopped, <laughs> turned, looked at me. I've clapped on like an in between beat and she's just like giving me the look. I'm like, oh. <sighs> So there's a story about conductors, kids. There's just something about ruining the cadence of someone that knows what they're doing. That is so satisfying. Yeah. I don't do it super often, but when I do, it feels good. So that's it. That's where we're at. So, uh, so Quinn, uh, you are guest hosting today for Elite Eight Showdown because Chuck decided that uh, he simply, you know, uh, doesn't care about us anymore. And has abandoned no. us and left us in the cold. He's, he has, and he thinks that now he can just tag me in giveaways on Instagram, and it's all good. We're all mates. Oh yeah, and then, you know, it, yeah. it's it's then all he, fun if you have a chance to win, you know, like a paintbrush or whatever it is he's given away that he'll forget to mail for a year and a half. Yeah, well, it wasn't even for me; it was for him. 
They're like, oh, oh. we're giving away. It was like D&D t-shirts or some shit. And he's like, oh, we're giving it away. Tag a few mates. So we just tagged like me and Pony Dancer, I think. Uh, and then I was just like this motherfucker. Like, I didn't even get the shirt. He doesn't even wear T-shirts. He only wears like heavy Irish <laughs> wool sweaters. It's stupid. Is that why he's always glistening in the video? I'm pretty certain that that's the exact reason. Yeah, he takes them off briefly mm. just to record um, and wears yeah. like whatever undershirt he has that he's pressed, you know, like a band onto or some pawn yeah. about the Ninja Turtles or G.I. Joe's. But OK, but yeah. So what's uh, so what are we doing today for 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 a bracket? Uh, well, today uh, <laughs> there's usually a really long title for this, but it's something about. We get to do this once per season because of Tim, uh, whatever, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. You made me do it. Um, we're doing the best cult classic PC video game. I've curated Ooh. a list of a fine tooth comb. I think I presented it to my friends and got told that I was wrong. And then uh, that's that's how you know it's it's pretty much ready yeah, for the you know showdown is that your friends tell you you're fucking up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty well how it is. So, um, yeah, I went through it. I love cult classic PC games. I think they're great. They're a lot of fun. They're usually quite janky. Mm -hmm. And uh, it just, you know, that tickles me. And I was like, I'll do it. And, um, yeah, that's where we're at. So. Hell yeah. So. If you want. No, go for it. What were you saying? Oh, if you want, we can just dive straight in, but I'm happy to just shoot the shit. Absolutely. Here's the thing, too, um, and this is one of the main reasons Chuck and I had to stop recording multiple episodes in a single sitting, right? First episode, <laughs> you're catching up a little bit, you're shooting the shit, mm -hmm. you have a lot to go mm -hmm. over, um, and the first episode always goes long. Then the second episode, you get into it right away, you're rushing through the brackets because you're like, oh, I'm tired, this is, yeah, this is, this is a long time. I was good for two uh, hours, but that first episode was an hour and 45 minutes. So now we're here close <laughs> to three and Tim just keeps telling stories about work and it's stupid. Well, fortunately for you, Tim, it's a very rainy Sunday morning for me. So I got, I literally can do this all day. <laughs> <laughs> so as always, first thing we always want to do is thank uh sponsor built bar who you know, they, they, I think they even still have product in their store. I haven't been there in a hot minute, but, um, I have switched over completely to raise energy. So builtbar.com well, code professional casual at <laughs> checkout. You'll get 10% off. We'll get 10% of your order. Um, and by that, I mean, uh, they will hold 10% of your order back, usually about a bite out of each built bar and they will send it to us at PO box G and that's West how Oneana, Tim New York. Yeah. yeah, that's, most of, yeah, listen, I haven't pooped in like three weeks because uh, most yeah. of what I'm eating are single bites of Built Bar from that. You need a bit more code. fiber. Maybe if you go eat like a bit of grass or something. So I, I did that and then I, uh, so, and, and, you know, funny story. You got stringy poos. Yeah, I get it. No, it wasn't stringy poos. I got this thing called like a jugated worm. Like it, like there was like <laughs> eggs on the grass that I ate. And then all of a sudden I had this parasite and I had to take this special medication and it was supposed to kill the worms and it did kill the worms, but that just means you're pooping worms for like three days. And I don't know if right. you've ever pooped a worm, Quinn, but no, I haven't. It's actually surprisingly efficient. Yeah. Right. There was, mm. My boss come to work uh, on Thursday, hungover. And he mm. goes, I got a little bit carried away on the wine last night. I'm really enjoying my wine recently. I'm like, okay. And he goes, yeah. So I woke up this morning and went, 
oh, I got to take my post-grog bog. So he went to the toilet and then described in horrific detail how he apparently laid a worm into the toilet that went up the gooseneck and was still poking out. So there you go. So I, a couple things. First off, love the term post-grog bog a lot. Oh yeah, you can use that. Like a, like a whole lot. You know it. You know exactly what it entails. I do. And normally it's rough and it's hard and I feel like it's going to split me. And uh, when mm-hmm. I wipe, there's blood. You know what I mean? Like it's just kind of the standard. <laughs> I was going to say there must be a, maybe a hemispherical difference there because here you just sort of shit liquid. But that's all right. Oh, you know what? That That's probably right. It's, the fiber goes the other way <laughs> down there. So like you're actually getting it quicker but we're getting it significantly harder because it's trying to go back up it, i i have yeah. to assume yeah exactly all right uh we have a stronger digestive tract down here because we're upside down you know you're up here and we're down here sort of thing oh yeah so actually that makes a lot of sense if you're upside down the food's staying in your stomach longer before your body is able to push it through so by that point yeah. it's been so heavily digested that yeah you're just uh you know hershey squirting <laughs> yeah, that's it um anyway uh built bar they're great you can't order it in australia but uh use <laughs> built.com slash professional casual for 10 percent off your order and maybe tim will ship 10 percent or 10 percent of that 10 percent to me so that's pretty cool you know i could do that i'd ship 10 percent of 10 percent to you listen yeah, i don't know if you ever got some raised samples but i certainly no. i certainly yelled uh at Lindsay, like three or four different times, being like, I keep saying I'm going to do this. I need someone to just do it for me. Just do it. And she says, okay. And then I don't give her an address or tell her what it even is that I'm trying to send. And I'm, I'm, well, I'm frustrated that it still hasn't been done. But yeah, you know, sometimes that's just how it well, goes. Well, I got told that it was shipped. So I've been checking the mailbox every day, getting really keen. I went, oh, fuck. And I ordered my motherfucking penis mug to keep the uh, Elite Eight Showdown going. And lo and behold, <laughs> that isn't here either. And it cost me like a bunch in shipping. And then fucking Australian Post go, yeah, you'll get it sometime in the next year, lol. <laughs> like, uh, I uh, I actually flattened my, my penis with that mug uh, today. Did so you? Good I man. did. So, so I'm, now I'm, we can talk. Yeah, I'm ex- <laughs> correct. That's, that's, that's the only reason I'm here. That's why we need to do it so late in the day in the U.S. Um, yeah. Was because, you know, I needed just time to kind of figure that out. Yeah, that happens on the big jobs, as we say. We say that here, too, actually. <laughs> oh, shit. That's, my, my work partner is uh, owns a fence company. And uh, whenever oh, something goes wrong or someone gets, like, absolutely shit-faced or something and they're, like, recovering the next day, it's like, oh, yeah, that happens on the big jobs. Absolutely. Or you'll have was, that on the big jobs, I guess is what he says. But yeah, or you get that on the big jobs is another one. That's pretty common. Yeah. yeah. I like those. Yeah, they're good. I'm glad that that translates. <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs> uh, shall we jump into the first bracket? Yeah, then? absolutely. Okay. We have Blood against Stalker Shadow of Chernobyl. <gasps> oh, shit. Okay. So. <laughs> Oh, get out of here, stalker. I played. (laughs) I didn't play a bunch of it, but like I had a buddy that like I used to work overnights at a hotel and all we would do is play like World of Warcraft or 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 games on our PCs all night. And he had stalker and he loved it. And it was always in the other room. But just every once in a while, I would just hear that. Get out of here, stalker. Like, (laughs) 
Oh my gosh, I completely forgot about that. And there was a couple yeah. of those games, right? Yeah, there was Shadow of Chernobyl, which is the first one, which is the cult classic. Then you have Clear Sky, which everyone thought was shit, but I thought it was actually pretty good. And then you had uh, Call of Pripyat, which was the third one and the one that I got introduced to. Fun fact, the third game assumes that you've played the other two, so there's no tutorial. It's just like, get out the view stalker. I'm like, oh, okay. And then you go to the fucking, there's like a ship that's like the main trading hub and you go up to the dude and every single time you got to him, he's like, howdy ho. And this is stuck in my head forever. Your fucking <laughs> flashbacks, dude. Now blood on the other side, that was kind of like a doom game, right? Yeah. So blood was probably one of the biggest doom clones of the time. Like in terms of this very, very small select, cause you're talking what early nineties, late eighties, not yeah. many people were just had the ability to play video games. So, uh, Blood was really interesting where you played as a vampire. I can't remember his name, but it was probably a pun of some sort. And it's just filled. It's like Duke Nukem style filled with just like gags and goofs. But uh, the gameplay was really interesting because you had like the main enemies were zombies. And if you shot them, they just get back up. So you got to like huck dynamite at them. So your starting weapon instead of, I think maybe you got a pitchfork, but like one of your first, oh no, you got a flare gun revolver thing and you can just set them on fire and that's just a way to kill them so like you left click and you shoot just normal bullets and then you right click you just set them up and uh it was really cool and really difficult as well like the game was very hard because all of a sudden you come against like crawling hands which you think not that bad it's a crawling hand until it jumps up and strangles you and there's literally nothing you can do about it you just fall over and die I, I definitely remember the pitchfork in that game. I always thought, thought that was so cool. Yeah. And with the dynamite, you were like you like had a lighter and would actually like light the dynamite yeah. and throw it, right? Yeah. Um, you were hucking that shit. As far as like cult classic, it's so weird. This is actually a really good matchup where mm. Stalker is, is something I was very aware of, but only because like one guy I knew was playing it. But from yeah. my understanding, yeah. like when I talk about it, people are aware <laughs> of what it is and they either really like it or have just heard of it and that's kind of you know the essence of a cult classic right Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely you wait till we get down this list but so uh (laughs) stalker was a great one for me because i remember when i bought the third game it was like 10 bucks or something at my eb games which is sort of like gamestop and i definitely um, remember we had eb games here for how oh yeah you did that's true um yeah so like i was with one of my buddies uh i think i was like 13 and we're just like hunting through the bargain shelf, you know, it's like getting in there and I pull it out and like, what is this? It looks like fallout, but spooky. Yeah. I'll get this. Took it home, chucked it in. It was the third game. No tutorial. I had no idea what I was doing. I was getting bad. And then I went back to it probably, uh, 17, 18. And then I'm like, Ooh, we're on to something here. Yeah. It's great. Like apparently the first game was a really big letdown because it overpromised and underdelivered, which is, you know, that's what we do here. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> it was like, you got a big open world, dynamic enemies, all that sort of stuff. It turned out to be just like zones, essentially. So you travel to each of the zones, like scavenge for artifacts, and there's like an overarching plot where I think, spoiler alert, you turn out to be the guy that you're hunting or something like that. Like and then you make a wish and die if you yeah. play the game like I do. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I remember thinking it was really cool. And the, the, honestly, the, the, the look of it was certainly, I don't want to say ahead of its time, but it was very good for the time frame that it came out. 
Yeah, absolutely. You can see it a lot in the lighting as well. You go to those underground sections even today and they're yeah. fucking terrifying. They have an enemy called a bloodsucker for those that haven't played the game. That was, uh, they're sort of hard to describe, but it's sort of like a humanoid with like tentacles off his face and he just goes invisible. And there's no like halo invisibility where you can sort of see him, but not quite. This is just dead ass. He's gone. And then he'll just appear behind you, hit you, uh, pin you down, suck your blood and then fucking move on, you know? It's yeah. crazy, and that was terrifying. This is going to be a really hard one to be. I, I think Stalker has to move ahead here because okay. it was it was just so stellar for the time, and it, it hit it checked so many boxes, but really did not get uh, the acclaim that it really should have deserved. Especially yeah. with similar games like it that like mm. went gangbusters and bestsellers and gold and all that stuff. Like yeah. it really I mean, should have you gotten see a little bit more. Yeah, you see it with the success of Metro as well, because it's the same sort of vibe, yeah. post-apocalyptic, really spooky when it wants to be, and then just like a decent shooter. I guess the worst part about Stalker was the more you crank the difficulty, the more like your bullets could actually hit and the more that your enemy's bullets could actually hit, but they didn't have any damage nerfing at all. So they just like, you put it on the Stalker or the Master difficulty and just first guy you see turns around, it's like, good luck if you're a butt and you're, you're just gone. You're like, oh, okay, there goes all my health. I've used six bandages to stop one pistol wound, okay? Yeah, yeah. Very difficult, very fun. I wholeheartedly agree that that should move on, so there you go. Beautiful. Yeah, uh, bracket number two. Uh, brought to us by Ray's Energy, uh, reppsports.com. You can you can go there. You can type in professional casual. Uh, it really kind of doesn't even matter what you type in at this point. You can type in Bill. You can type in Rep Sports. <laughs> you just type professional casual in somewhere. Make sure that when you do, um, if you if you make a purchase, uh, and but just buy the cheapest thing. Buy like one premix thing. It's like three dollars. Just buy that with the code. You get fifteen percent off. And uh, make sure to let them know that Chuck has abandoned us. Uh, he doesn't care about us, unregardless un- un- of how much we've supported him. And uh, you know, just that that we all kind of hope that uh, he becomes unhappy enough to to do the show again. Yeah. Um, also, REPP Sports can't get it in Australia. So, um, and uh, I guess my local equivalent of like my local game store doesn't accept professional casual as a discount. So there's a lot of arguing going on there. All right. But, you know. Well, first off, uh, you need to let me know your local game store because I'm going to get on that. I'm going to call and I'm going to yell a lot. <laughs> so one of two things will happen. You'll either get a small discount or you won't be allowed in the store anymore. But either Probably way. You won't be allowed in the store. Listen, as the man who does like 100% of your Australian advertising, they're a little <laughs> bit sick of it. <laughs> Some guy yesterday was like, I can't believe what we were talking about, but he's like, oh yeah, I need to see my therapist. I'm like, you know, if you go to betterhelp.com slash professional casual, you get 10% off, find a therapist that's right for you. This motherfucker just looked at me. He's like, why? (laughs) Free advertising. Uh, Here's the good news. The only person that's redeemed the code at uh, betterhelp.com slash professional casual is me. So we've we've only gotten (laughs) one credit, but it was worth it. Absolutely. I mean, Maybe if I say it enough times, I think my coworker went to uh, do like some mental health talks and like he went for a week, like away from work. He's just gone. Like he just fucked off to some nice place in Australia. 
And he comes back and I'm like, did you tell him to go to betterhelp.com slash professional casual to get 10% off the first month? He's like, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> All right, beautiful. All right. Yeah, we're on it. Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> Versus uh, something that I've never played before. Commander Keen. Oh, wow. Okay. This is going to be rough as hell. So, yeah. uh, uh, Vampire the Masquerade, first off, awesome. Always loved it. Played in some like live action LARPs of it too. So, like, I had oh, a, wow. a, a heavy like uh, familiarity with it. Um, yeah. When I was like college ish age, uh, I was working overnights at a hotel, and all of the people that I worked with were all gamers. Um, and a bunch of them were like dating girls on campus and they introduced me to now my now wife who was uh, going to that school at the time as well. Um, and they used to get like two or three buildings of the campus to run Vampire the Masquerade LARPs in. Wow. So like each building was a different part of the city and like you could claim different like businesses or stuff that were like full classrooms. It was, <laughs> it was wild. It was super cool. That's really cool. Um. But that's up against Commander Keen, which. Oh, wow. Like this is mm -hmm. as far as things that you're going to have a reference for. Uh, consider consider yourself super unlucky because you're not going to get anything about what I'm about to say. No, I'm ready for it. We had a series of drugstores called Phase Drugstores, which ended up getting okay. bought out by Eckerd, which then ended up being bought out by Rite Aid, which then ended up being bought out by Walgreens. <laughs> so, like, no one's heard of Phase Drugstores in 25 years. But okay. in the mid 90s, they had these like, you know, almost kind of like those those like comic book roundabouts. Yeah, and they're full of video games. Yes, it was all like Dude. software, and it was like three or four bucks, and it was random shit. Yeah. You had no idea what yeah. it was. No. And Commander Keen was like prime in those spots. Wow. And you would play this kid <laughs> with a football helmet on and a purple shirt. Yep. And he had like this mm -hmm. little gun and you would go around yeah, and you had like gun. pogo sticks and you jump over shit. And like the sounds in it were wild because when you died, it would be, do this like and like it was just stupid sounds. But like. Oh, it was really good. There was no explanation. Yeah. It seemed like there was a ton mm -hmm. going on. There were things you were supposed to collect and do. But like. I didn't know what it was. I was like eight. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, Commander Kane is a Metroidvania, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So the whole idea of the game is like side scrolling. You're shooting baddies. You're jumping around, doing little puzzles, stuff, collecting gear, going back, backtracking, doing all that sort of stuff. Also invented the language Galactic Basic. Did it really? Which is used in Minecraft in the enchanting tables. It's all Commander Kane Galactic Basic, baby boy. That's incredible. Yeah. That's that's a real deep cut it. that's awesome as hell. Yeah. So I was playing Minecraft with one of my buddies. Uh, shout out to Aiden. We used to play games all the time together. And he's like, Enchanting got introduced. And he goes, that looks really familiar. I'm like, what? It's just fucking symbols and shit, dude. He's like, nah, hold on a second. And he just like whipped up Google. He's like, nah, it's Galactic Basic. Here, I'll translate it. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> So like you can, I don't know if it still applies, but you can just translate and it'll just tell you what enchantment you're going to get. It's crazy. Wow. That, yeah, that's rad as hell. Yeah. Um, holy shit. Okay. Uh, now, now vampire, uh, the masquerade bloodlines, this was, 
I mean, significantly later than that. This was like mid 2000s, I want to say, like early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember also being one of those things. There wasn't a whole lot of advertising for it. People that were no. into vampire were aware of it. And then yeah. it would just I, I like I was living with a roommate at the time. Shout out to Daryl, who his girlfriend picked it up because she was super into like the hot topic vibe stuff, had no idea of the frame of reference for it. And I was like, wait, there's a vampire, the masquerade game. Like even mm. being into the actual tabletop game, I was unaware that they were making or had made or had oh, released wow. a video game for it. Um, and they've they've done a couple others since where it's it's gone to a couple different studios and stuff. And I think there was even one as recent as like a year or two ago. But uh, they do sort of <clears throat> story like uh you know those Japanese porn games? Here we go. <laughs> They're all just like dialogue, basically, the yeah, whole the, game. The and you have like mini games and shit. Yeah. yeah. It's just like that, but Vampire the Masquerade. Maybe not as much hentai, but probably a little bit. It depends on what clan you're playing, but yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, uh, the Vampire the Masquerade universe is really cool. Yeah. Uh, and I believe Bloodlines is based a little bit off the RPG system of the day. I might be wrong, but. Yeah, and they I think it they was very similar. Yeah. Yep. Um but holy shit, Commander Keen. I mean, yeah. that's that's like the definition of cult classic. Like you had to Ooh, go yeah. into a random drugstore to buy it for three dollars. You had no idea what the <laughs> hell it was. Like it was shovelware almost. And there was like seven of them or yeah. some shit. There was a lot of them. There was a ton. I remember yeah. like going over to a friend's house because I didn't have a computer, but I had uh, like Commander Keen 3 or something like that. And he was like, I don't know, this isn't going to give me a virus or something, is it? And this was like pre-internet, right? Where people were concerned <laughs> that you were going to put a three and a half inch floppy disk in something and it was going to like somehow give you a virus. But it's going to blow you up. Yeah. Oh, it's going to oh, it's going to break my computer. But no, we played it. It was awesome. There were pogo sticks, football helmets. You were a little kid. You were shooting aliens. It was it was rad as hell. It was rad as hell. And had an mm -hmm. incredible replayability because it was a Metroidvania with mm -hmm. no way to figure out what you were actually supposed to be doing. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, Commander Keen absolutely has to move on here. Okay. Uh, great. P uh, PC games are such a big space that I was really concerned. I was not going to know what any of these were. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here making the this next bracket. I'd be surprised if you knew them. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I was just like flicking through them. And then in our next week's episode, we're doing the greatest PC games. That was harder. Like that was genuinely difficult. Yeah. Like, what, can, what constitutes the greatest PC game? Like, fuck it. I'll do something that isn't released on consoles at time. I was going to do fucking... The Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind is a cult classic, but then I'm like, oh, it came out on Xbox. It was like on Xbox. Later, so, yeah. yeah. But it was really difficult to curate the list. I knew what I wanted, especially with the, uh, probably half the list just straight off the top of my head. I'm like, yep, those games are going in. That's it. That's cult classic. Mm -hmm. um, but bracket number three. Uh, something about trash, Tim? Oh, yeah. Uh, there's people that help us bring out the trash. Mostly it's Anthony over at Bearded Dragon Games. Uh, he lets me stream there every week, uh, which is <laughs> super cool. Uh, if you head to beardedragongames.online, you can use code PCME10 at checkout to get 10% off your local game store order. You can get all sorts of stuff. Um, 
Dungeons and Dragons and and Magic the Gathering, Marvel Crisis Protocol, Warhammer, uh, D&D, Pathfinder. Listen, it's all there. Uh, Just it does happen to be another place that doesn't really like to ship internationally. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be I was going to get the MCP call box. I'm eyeing it up like you've got one in stock. I literally can't get it in Australia, but I've got it on the way now. But it was like. For a solid six months, because that's how long I waited for my Hulkbuster, Tim. It took a long time to get it in Australia. Yeah. Um, but I'm sitting there going, do I just order it? And I'm like, no, because shipping's going to be fucking nuts. And they don't give us 10% extra shipping anymore. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best deals we ever had was that 10% yeah, extra was, shipping. But, yeah. you know, it, uh, Anthony realized he got tricked into doing that. And so he didn't, yeah. not, he did, he didn't renew it during the, uh, the contract renewal. Yeah, but. gotta read the fine print of the old uh, PCN contracts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you really do. Mostly, yeah, it just means I, I can break into your house and eat your fruit roll-ups or whatever. So, like, oh, completely well, fine. fine. Not an issue if you don't have fruit roll-ups in your house. But if you do, guess you what? Do. They're mine. Yeah, and I'm leaving those wrappers Absolutely. everywhere. Bracket number three: <laughs> uh, the Day of the Tentacle, also known as Maniac Mansion Two. Mm-hmm. Going up against the mystery of the druids. All right. So Day of the Tentacle, I remember. Okay. Never never played it, but it was one of those like yep, Monkey Island style games mm-hmm. where you were wandering around. It was like pre-mist, but like you were wandering out and you talked to people. It was a lot of fetch quests and figuring out puzzles and stuff. Um, and I remember those those big purple tentacles like outlined in green that were like a whole thing. Now, the other one was called what? Mystery of the Druids. Let me give you a little bit of a rundown. Mystery yeah. of the Druids is a German game from 2001. Okay. And March 23, 2001 in Germany. EU was September. North America was 8th of November. Um, Mystery of the Druids is a point-and-click adventure game. So these are both point-and-click oh, adventure yeah. games in this bracket. Yep. Um, and it, the story takes place in Britain. You play as Detective Brent Halligan, who is an inspector, um, and you're basically investigating a series of murders. Um, And it is just fucking whack. (laughs) Like, it is just weird as shit. Um, It starts off kind of stock standard. The characters are really goofy. The English voice acting is just top-notch jank. Like, it's perfect. There Um, is voice acting in this, though? Yeah. It's fully 3D. At least the characters are. all right. And the uh, whoever voiced the uh, Brent Halligan, the main character, just I don't know what the fuck happened to him as a kid, but he can't say pizza. He says pizza. <laughs> and the whole like <laughs> this real throwaway line, like early in the game, is that Halligan likes pizza. He goes, I eat a lot of pizza. And then like a couple of hours later or whatever, you get to his office and there's just pizza boxes everywhere. Like, it's not just, I eat a little bit. It's like stacked 30 high. It's like fucking everywhere. Like, Hey, you need to clean your office, bud. Like, it's just bizarre. And there's like a, your, um, not really partner, but like another detective is an absolute dick. And he is like always sitting on his chair with like his legs crossed up on his table, but he's always floating in the air. Cause the game's broken. And uh, in the in the um, story, you sort of go <clears throat> find this group of neo druids, 
and there was something about fucking time travel and cannibalistic sacrifices. And at one point, Halligan gets forced to eat human meat and then he becomes super intelligent but is also subject to brainwashing. And then some chick comes and if she gets spotted, she gets killed and then Halligan goes missing and then you time travel back to like the fucking like 1200s or some shit and go to the Stonehenge. It's bizarre. The game is genuinely weird and it is janky, buggy, and sort of doesn't work. It's great. Yeah, so um, all of the things that you just said sound rad as fuck. Um, yeah, I, I'd love to play it, but it's a puzzle game and it's an adventure game, point and click. I just struggle with it and I know I would. Yeah, so, and that's uh, the thing is, is it, my wife loves these games, loves them. A mm-hmm. Broken Sword, I think, was another big series of these. Like, she was super okay. into the point and click stuff and missed. And oh, I can mm-hmm. never remember the thing that came after Mist, that like sequel. It was called something completely different. Mist 2? No, no, outside of Mist 2. <laughs> there was like some like spiritual okay. successor that like that went on. But she was really into this stuff. Um, but that sounds rad as shit. That sounds so much cooler than a lot of the ones that I've seen. Day of the Tentacle, I know, yeah. was very like humorous. Like it was a bunch yeah, of like Day of the Tentacle, you played as Bernard Bernoulli, who is a physicist, actually. Um which I only knew because like one of my friends is studying physics and he was like talking about it. And I'm like, that guy's name's funny. And then now it's just cropped up in this. And I'm like, oh, okay, nice. Uh, but yeah, you play as Bernard Bernoulli, something about toxic sludge. Some guy drinks it and then he becomes the purple tentacle. Then you got to go back in time with a chrono John or whatever they're called. Um, and you got like three people. You have Benoli who goes to the present day. You have a chick that goes into the future 200 years. And then a dude that goes back 200 years and hangs out with like the founding fathers in a hotel or some shit. Like it's just bonkers. So I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and I've seen um, Day of the Tentacle like pop up on a bunch of like, maybe it's just like random BuzzFeed lists and stuff here and there. I think it got remastered on Steam. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Th- that whole mm-hmm. suite of games that was like that style with that animation thing. I I'm, I remember a whole handful of games having that art style. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was very much the because that was a Lucas Arts game. Um, yeah, that's what it was. OK. Yeah, it's very much their style because Monkey Island, same developer. So okay, yeah, that's why it looked familiar yeah. then. All right, yeah. yeah. Um, I think out of the two, and and it's wild to say this that that Day of the Tentacle, where people are turning into tentacles and you're time traveling, is is less insane than uh, <laughs> eating human flesh and kind of getting superpowers, but then also being able to be brainwashed while also going back in time um, and being a detective and who eats a lot of pizza pizza uh <laughs> i'm pretty certain that's how my two-year-old says it too so oh there you go um huh i i honestly had no idea he was such a big mystery of the druids fan but <laughs> i i think with this one when you're talking about a call classic and i'm looking at pictures of the the cover of this game and it it's looks, wild it is it looks like <laughs> and the the uh like uh, janky cgi sort of intro video i highly recommend you watch it if you're listening at home in the car whatever pull over or don't crash into someone then watch it because it is phenomenal the intro movie is wild it looks like any one of those like gary's mod like youtube videos (laughs) (laughs) the cover is just like if you told me oh yeah that's the scout from team fortress 2 and we're just having him scream in like a a weird druid hood yeah all right i'd believe Mm -hmm. it 
Yep. And the best part is the uh, opening video is just like sort of irrelevant for the next like a couple of hours of gameplay. So you'll just forget <laughs> about it entirely if you do it in like a marathon setting. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think we have to move ahead in the mystery of the druids. Okay. 100%. <laughs> All right. Um, <clears throat> bracket number four. Do we have a sponsor? Uh, yeah, so it's it's Joe Gennaro's OnlyFans. Um, this oh, this spot in the past has been held up for the last year for uh, by Joe Gennaro. It's also in the past been used um, uh, from certain OnlyFans or TikTok mm. creators like... Uh, Oh gosh, Buff Barbarian Babe, or yep. uh, a handful of others. She's the only one I, I remember because she still comes up yeah, on TikTok feed. She's fucking hot. Yeah, there's no yeah. doubt about that. That yep. too, and ripped as hell, and and ripped, and that's terrifying. Correct. It makes me, yes. I, and I really want to buy one of those like big hammers to do like like workout stuff with, but um, mm-hmm. I, I'll get there. You'll just get distracted. And yeah, Craiger did up. send me a sledgehammer. I have it right here. I keep it next to my computer at all times, like just in case you need a sledgehammer. But Craiger sent me this bad boy in the mail. Yo, is that a hickory handle? That looks great. No, it's clearly pine, but that's okay. I don't know. It says hickory on it. Wait, does it? Hickory. I, it's, I mean, the green screen's hacking it up, but yeah, yeah that's hickory backwards. Shit. That's crazy. But yeah. You got a hickory handle. That's fucking nuts. I, I have I have yet Craig to hit anything really with it. Out. He really well, did. Listen, so yeah. you'll find out this week. Uh, so at time of recording, the final episode of Elite Eight Showdown, uh, as we know it, hasn't come out yet. Yeah. But Craiger called the show during the recording of it. Okay. So we put him on. And uh, I mean, you'll, you'll see. I don't want to spoil it. But uh, Craiger mm. lets out some information that he really shouldn't have. And brilliant. Only by a stroke of several emails to both chuck and me was that information taken out but uh whew, oh, wow maybe not in the video um yeah well that's where i am i love watching that video dude <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah so so joe Gennaro uh wrote a little thing and it goes just like this yeah, Chuck yeah. left a lead a showdown cause he doesn't care. He only used it for emotional support. And now that he's getting that elsewhere, he doesn't need it. So he peaced out and now he has the gout because he eats a lot of organ meat, which is really kind of odd, but it's organ meat and it helped build up a whole bunch of gastric acid in your feet, <laughs> which gives you the gout, which is what Chuck has organ meat. Uh, Joe's really good at this. Like Joe is so talented. Mm-hmm. Hands out to Joe. Good job, man. Yeah. You know, I think I have there a button is. for it even. Oh, woo! The crowd. They're back. Came back I didn't for just. Realize we were performing in a crowd. I thought we were in a wine cellar for a second. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get why you could would be confused by that. Yeah. Look, it happens in the big jobs, and here we are. But it's actually my office. Oh, that's a nice office. Thank you. What are those mahogany shelves? Uh, it is a cherry that has been stained to look mm-hmm. like mahogany. <sighs> You're so an advanced man. Yep. Did you coat it in a polyurethane varnish? Or? I, did was I? No, place? I didn't. But they no. may have. Okay. Yeah, they, they put a bunch of stuff right. on there. Them. Yes. In quotes. Yes. Yeah. Correct. All right. So anyway, uh, <laughs> bracket number four. System Shock 2. 
versus Warhammer 40,000 Dawn of War. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Um, so both of these are actually pretty big games. System Shock 2 oh, was yeah. like the OG horror PC game or, or sci-fi horror. Um, mm-hmm. And Dawn of War, I mean... Whew, okay. Hey, this is, these are, hmm. Mm. I, yeah, I know you've done your research, so tell me a little bit about both of these because this, okay, is, this so is a hard one. I've played probably like an hour of System Shock 2, but I've watched many reviews, so yeah. I'm really well versed in it. Uh, Warhammer 40k Dawn of War. Oh, that is the RTS from probably my teenage years. I'd still play it now if I could be bothered installing it. You get the Ultimate Apocalypse mod for the Soulstorm expansion, and it just changes everything. Like, I I love it that much that me and the boys have started doing epic 40K on the tabletop. Like, it's just, it's hooked us. We love it. Everyone loves it. It's a really good uh, just collection of mechanics that just fucking work in the first game. You got your standard base building. You got your seizing requisition points. You got power management, um, unit caps, all that stuff. Then you've got fucking space marines and fucking Terminator armor and bolt guns. But, but uh, more importantly, you have um, every unit that you create is a squad. And there's all different types of cover and shit. And you can get in craters and stuff. You can put boys in transports and huck them down the field, <laughs> jump out and just kill people. <laughs> like, it's great. Oh, man. You could get fucking assault marines, which aren't in really in tabletop anymore because they just have assault primaris, which are dumb. But um, the classic assault marines had jump packs and you could literally just jump across the field, smash up some chaos dudes. It was a lot of fun. Endless amounts of just skirmish games. Yeah. And the campaign was awesome. You played as the Blood Ravens, which are probably the coolest chapter for Space Marines. And uh, Gabriel Angelos is the chapter master of the Blood Ravens. And he's a motherfucking Chad. There is no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and- like uh, in, in the third game, especially like the third game was a bit shit, but I enjoyed it. It was fine. But uh, man, the voice actor for Gabriel Angelos just, oh, he took that puppy out the back and turned it into glue. <laughs> now, Dawn of, I'm sorry, Dawn of War, right? Dawn of War. Dawn of War. Was that kind of the 40K version of, of the Total War for, for fantasy? No, it was more of the or 40K more like version. Company of Heroes. You ever oh, play that? Oh, no, but I've so, seen it played. Yes, yeah, StarCraft, but... I guess the your, your meta is entirely different, and it's 40k, so everything's really amped up anyway. Yeah. So, like, if you had a squad of tactical space marines, which would be five dudes against a squad of, like, ten guardsmen, those guardsmen are gone every day. See right. you later. Bye-bye. And it also had a morale uh, system. So every unit had morale. Like, obviously, space marines are going to be better than guardsmen, but if you're in cover, you get a bonus to morale. But when your morale goes down, your troops break, very inaccurate, low damage, and they just scatter amongst the field it was so cool it was hands down one of my favorite rts's of all time um system shock 2 however is a first person action horror rpg that is like straight out of the 90s into the uh 3d world which was huge back in the day uh the sound is amazing in it the soundtrack is very like 
matrixy, funky sort of techno wave sort of whatever. I don't know any of that stuff, but it was advanced. It was deep. It didn't explain anything. Mm-mm. You have the most famous villain, I think, of all time in sci-fi video games, and that's Shodan. She's fucking cool. Um, and she's just an AI that's deliberately trying to dick you over at every turn. It's just really cool. I think the thing that's so cool about System Shock 2 specifically is that you can see what it has inspired for, like, decades past. Like, Half-Life... Um, Mm -hmm. a a lot of kind of the standard horror games, especially sci-fi horror stuff, dead space, and like even portal, like with the, with the AI component and like how that was the overarching villain and and how that was portrayed, Mm -hmm. uh, early voice acting, like early in that reign of it early and really hitting like heavy musical vibes system shock too. I, I remember like even back in like the G4 TV days that it was constantly mm-hmm. this thing that was referenced as like the progenitor for like so much yeah. that came after it. Yeah. It was the future for video games. It was nuts. Also a lot of the uh, voice actors were just developers. Yeah. They, they weren't people of talent or anything. They just got in there and they said their lines and they just uh, jumped out. Like yeah. it was very cool. It was phenomenal. Um, and nowadays You'd sort of be hard-pressed to know it exists for a lot of people, mm-hmm. which is why I assume that it was a cult classic. I didn't realize it was so big on release, but even then, it's just that level of like complexity in an RPG that you just don't get anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's weird, too. Like I think one of the reasons that System Shock 2 was both so big but also so unheard of was that it, it, was, a, it, was, it was a very like adult-rated game, that came oh, out yeah. at a time when a lot of the kids that were growing up with PC games that were growing up having PlayStations and then moving to PS2 and PS3 weren't at the point where they were playing those games yet. But anyone that was in that, that slightly older bracket, this was like prime territory for them. So this, oh, yeah. this was something that was given to probably, you know, uh, kids that, that probably shouldn't have been playing it from an older brother mm-hmm. or something that had that had been an early adopter to PC games and stuff. Um, but, it, yeah, it really hit at a weird time. And had it been released in a different time frame, probably would have been absolute gangbusters. Like, yeah, it, it would have been difficult. Like, if this came out when Half-Life did, like, and... and you know, had been scaled up for having those additional years of, the, of development or having, you know, the Pentium, whatever it was at the time, mm-hmm. like System Shock 2 would have been an absolute massive blockbuster. Yeah, um, it's it's very interesting. And uh, you just need to look at like the enemy design in itself, like just yeah. the the beauty of the most terrifying zombie I've ever seen mm-hmm. is just something else you go up to a zombie in every other game. They're like, ah, brains in this one. They're like, please help me. <laughs> You're like beating the shit out of them with a wrench. Like it is terrifying. <laughs> that's, that's incredibly true. <laughs> um, like uh, before the, the only actual scary zombie before system shock two that I had experienced were the re-deads in like the ocarina of time where the first time they do that like terrifying howling scream and then jump on your face and try to eat it. Uh, But this was very different. This hit on an emotional level where you're like, I'm I'm sorry as you're beating (laughs) them with a wrench in the head. Um, Yeah. And they just come out of nowhere and they run. Yeah. And the first thing they do is scream out, please help me. And you're just beating them. (laughs) 
it was wild. As much as I love Warhammer, I I I feel like you have to move ahead. System Shock too. Yeah, of course. It's it's a bit of a no brainer. I just thought that I'd put 40k Dawn of War in because it's just you don't get RTSs very often anymore. Yeah, because everything's moving towards we have it on all platforms, and then Correct. that just instantly cuts RTSs out of the gig. Well, and it's so weird, right? Like, they were a very, very big part of PC gaming for so long between Command and Conquer and and StarCraft Mm -hmm. and and Warcraft and uh, there was Mech Assault. There was a ton of stuff that was out there. But then it's it's, if you want to play an RTS, you have to play like a shitty mobile game and pay a bunch. Like, that's the only place that those Mm -hmm. exist now. Um, It's so odd. Yeah, and they just don't really... It's... It's it's hard to break into that market now, especially because you got yeah. StarCraft Two is still huge. Like ten years after its release, it's still yeah. massive. It's the only RTS that still gets played in tournaments. Yep. Beyond like you know League and Dota, but they're not RTSs anymore. They're long gone. Correct. Um, it's just like, how do you do that? How do you jump into that? And then fucking Dawn of War Three comes along, and they're like, we're gonna have abilities for each unit i'm like okay that's pretty cool and like yeah but we're gonna make you micromanage between every single individual unit and you have like 20 or 50 even on the field it's just too much yes yeah, and that 100%. was why it died yeah. and the skirmish mode was like sort of league but not quite like it was just bizarre hmm. and then by the time they added just standard deathmatch everyone had left and like yeah watch it's a shame yeah watching five years it come really full circle where League of Legends makes an RTS in five years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the game that's based <laughs> yeah. off of a mod for an RTS that was never an actually yep. really an RTS will be like, you know what we should do? What if, what if it was like a strategy game? Yeah. And all these young whippersnappers that have never fucking played AOE too. Yeah. Jump in there and try and school me. And I'm like, nah, kids uh, out the way. It's my, one of my oldest son's favorite jokes right now is he leans into Heavily that like, oh, it's the dude from Fortnite. Whenever we're watching a Marvel movie, I'm like, you son of a bitch. I know you're just trying to make me mad. So I'm not going to react to it. But well done, you little troll. You learn from the best. But, One of my buddies has just started playing Fortnite. He's like, it's ironic, I promise. And he's been playing it for like months. Yeah. And he just won't come back. Like he's gone. Well, they added a new mode where you didn't have to build. Yeah. That was the thing that yeah, I hated. That's exactly about what it. he said. He goes, yep. I don't need fucking severe like ADHD or whatever in order to just be like, what? And just spin your mouse and have a fucking fort there. Yeah. It's cr- <laughs> I, I played it once with like, uh, I think a few mates and exactly that happened. Like I was shooting at a dude. Yeah. And. Just a split second. And then he, he built a, a 32 unit luxury apartment complex. Yeah, yeah, just out of nowhere. I'm like, fuck, man. If only modern building construction times were that fucking quick. Right. Right. Yeah. Fucking insane. It's crazy. The the skill ceiling for that game is just nuts. Yeah. But anyway, semifinals, Tim. First semifinal. Yes. Yeah. Uh, brought to us by the uh, the phone number that you can. Text or call at 603-803-3235. Yeah, that's it. Bicon sent... Call it. (laughs) Call it. Uh, (laughs) Bicon sent a picture of uh, the corn on his foot the other day. Um, (laughs) What? Yep. So so JB's been sending feet pics, right? Yeah. And uh, he sent uh, normally, like, he'd keep the search bar. (laughs) 
<laughs> really is. Uh, he the left- episode one fourteen of Good Papa. That intro was fucking nuts. He he left three voicemails yesterday. So in <laughs> in uh, I think Good Papa like one eighteen through one twenty. We we talk about it a little bit where he has two phones. He has his work phone and his personal phone. So mm-hmm. he'll call the network number. While I was in an interview for a new job, by the way, he called the the network number <laughs> and um, just wanted me to hear that he was listening to a lead a showdown at triple speed in a car wash. So he has one <laughs> phone hooked up to his car's Bluetooth playing a lead a showdown at, at three times speed and using the other phone on speaker to record it in the car wash in the background as the voicemail. <laughs> So I called that him back. Crazy. Right, I called him back after the interview, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I just wanted you to hear what it sounds like to listen to a lead showdown while you're in a car wash." <laughs> <laughs> like just straight faced. <laughs> and then yeah, oh, he's, he's he's a mad fucking, man. He's I cool. Like he's yeah. just he's insane. I love it. But, but, uh, so you can yeah. do that too if you and want to send. <clears throat> yeah, you can call the number. Picks. I did. Yeah. You did. I. I did, and I pretended to be someone else and fucking tell Dan to turn something up. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. That was actually really yeah. great. Shout yeah. out to Taylor for, for uh, coordinating that. Yeah, thanks, that. Taylor. Yeah, love you, Taylor. <laughs> He's a legend. <laughs> That's the most unrequited relationship I've been in for a while. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, uh, our first semifinals is Stalker Shadow of Chernobyl versus Commander Keen. Okay. Two very different genres. Two very different genres. Yes. One uh, is still being produced today. Not the genre, well, the genre, but the game. Stalker 2 comes out later this year. Does it really? Yeah. I think the war in Ukraine might have slowed that down a bit, but it's scheduled to release <laughs> in like September. Or- <laughs> yeah, that's why we're getting Winter Guard so late in Marvel Crisis Protocol, actually, was because of that, too. Um, huh. So I feel like in the in the honor of, of, of cult classic, that's that's really what's mm-hmm. going to define this one between these two. Yeah, because Stalker got sequels. Um, I was aware of it. I know people that have been aware of it outside of you mentioning it in a bracket. I've never heard of <laughs> anyone else that's actually heard of Commander oh, Keen wow. before. Um, and because oh, it was shit, really? so bootleg, it, so I think it was big here because my boss said, do you have Commander Kane? I'm like, Ben, why the fuck do you know that? Hell that yeah. First off reaction. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Ben. Um, and they're not making Commander Keen games anymore. At least I, I think. When are they putting him in Smash Bros though? Right. <laughs> Uh, so my I did friends just, are gonna call me out and go, "You didn't even play fighting games." Like, no, nah, I don't. Uh, so Doom Eternal had mm. a Commander Keen event. Did it? It did. How did I miss that? Where it had uh, skins from Commander Keen. You could have the pink shirt and the football helmet and the pogo stick. Uh, That's crazy. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> Huh. And it really kind of was like Doom for Kids, but in a Metroidvania where you're like outside and underground for the most part. 
Uh, it is, it is, yeah, I, I have to move ahead, Commander Keen, here just because. Sure. I mean, there, I don't think there's any other game at this bracket that you had to buy from drugstore software racks. They had that no, I don't think so. I that's think it, still being referenced in modern day. Uh, the fact that that was a, uh, <laughs> an event in Doom Eternal is awesome. Yeah, that's crazy. I can't believe I missed that. I'm actually pissed. That's <laughs> <laughs> awful. Um, our next semifinal bracket? Uh, brought to us by the P.O. Box. P.O. Box G, West Oneonta, New York, 13861. Listen, people send weird shit to it all the time. You might as well join in. My dad picks up the mail because mm-hmm. uh, it's at yep. their, uh, you know, the same post office that they go to. So if you want to weird them out, that's the place to do it. I'm going to send a care package to the boys and I'm just trying to figure out what I need to write on the front of it and go, so that Tim's dad picks it up with no I- legs. <laughs> the best part is he would not get the no legs thing so he would oh my god all right yeah. done sold yeah that's it you'd be like huh tim's dad with no legs who's that tim uh don't worry about it dad <laughs> ask mom <laughs> just push the blame yeah <clears throat> Mystery of the Druids versus System Shock 2. Two titans, if you will. They're not, but (laughs) one of them's very weird and the other one's just a bit spooky. Hmm. So, yeah, this one is going to go probably down a different route. Uh, Those point-and-click adventure games are just something that I could never really tolerate. Me neither. I I didn't have the patience for it. Um, Yeah, I... Puzzles just fuck my head entirely. Yeah. But the people yeah. that like them really like them. And like, and I appreciate that. Mm. And to have one that's as memeable as uh, Mystery of the Druids is, is kind of special in its own right. Mm-hmm. Um, but System Shock 2 is just so OG that spawns so many things. And you can s- clearly see any good cult classic anything you can see its strands of underappreciated greatness yes. uh stretching mm-hmm. out uh you know what i mean and and influencing things for for years and years to come and i mm-hmm. i don't think we're done seeing the impact that system shock 2 has had on things no i think it's it definitely affected the uh fps genre yeah uh what's what's the term for it the Games like it, Deus Ex. Oh, fuck, that should have been on the list. Motherfucker. Um, ah, what's... Deus Ex was pretty Immersive mean. sim. Yeah, That's what the game is. It's an immersive sim. Tim put that in when I said System Shock 2 originally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> immersive sims are such an interesting uh, genre that you don't see much anymore, especially, but we do get them here and there. Yeah, yeah. And System Shock 2 is absolutely, that and Deus Ex, they're the foundation of that genre. Mm-hmm. And well, we see these RPG elements creeping into pretty well everything now. Well, and that was really, really fresh at that time, too, to have, to be able to, you know, and I, I guess in, in modern day media, they call it like the gamification of stuff, right? But like mm-hmm. adding RPG elements into non-RPG games is something that is is very commonplace now, but was very much not at that time. And to Correct. put that peanut butter into the, your chocolate that was the FPS or your horror game 
was was unheard of, but worked very well here. And I mean, you take a look at like Borderlands or something like that, that is so heavily infused with with mm-hmm. those elements on both ends that. Um, yeah. 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 You absolutely have to go System Shock 2, I feel. It's, okay. it's impact is still massive. Yeah. I have a question for you, Tim. Yeah. If System Shock 2 was a food, what would it be? And why is it chicken salt mayonnaise? First off, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, chicken salt mayonnaise. I hated that picture so goddamn much. I, I saw it in the supermarket and I paused, looked at it, went, huh? Then walked away. Then I'm like, wait a second, Tim photo. <laughs> like, that is disgusting. <laughs> and then all these motherfuckers in the Elite Eight Showdown chat, Pony Danza, yeah. uh, Taylor was in there, mm-hmm. and I think Kit was in there. They're like, oh, yeah, that sounds delicious. No, it doesn't. Artificial chicken is fucking dumb. It's such a gross flavor. It really- At you fucking Ben, my boss, chicken chips are disgusting. So I completely agree with you. Um, those chicken and a biscuit crackers... I hate them. My mm-hmm. family loved them growing up. The family mm-hmm. that I live with now that, you know, I tolerate loves them as well. Like people love them. They're so gross. So st- it doesn't taste like yeah, chicken. It's disgusting. It, it tastes no. like wet salt, like wet old salt. It tastes like dishwater. Yeah, fucking- and I can't stand it. <laughs> can't yeah, stand it. It is by definition, a skanky flavor. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. actually probably the best uh, description I've heard Listen, for it is skanky. I have a lot of words of wisdom. Yeah, you really do. One of them. Dude, Thank you. Yeah. Skank in your mouth is just that. That's what chicken and a biscuit crackers are. That's what chicken salt is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. And I, chicken noodles as well. Ooh, yeah. Yuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like the flavor, like, like Chuck pointed out, it's the flavor of chicken stock. But artificial chicken stock, so it doesn't actually come from a chook. Right. Like, I want my fucking chicken bone water, dude. Anyway. Correct. Yeah. I, yeah. I want something a little bit more authentic, more rustic. Yeah. I don't want yeah. what Jelly Belly would put in a jelly bean to trick you into thinking it's peach, but really it's chicken. Yeah. That's a horrific image. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if System Shock was a food, what would it be? I, if System Shock was a food... I think that it would be a sorbet. And, Ooh, he, and here's why. It's decadent. Yeah, it is decadent. It is very specific in, in, in who is looking for it. You're not looking for an ice cream. You know what I mean? You're not mm-hmm. looking for a first person shooter. You're also mm-hmm. not looking for a smoothie, which would be a, mm-hmm. maybe a more horror game. Um, you're looking yep. for a perfect blend of the two. That is delicate, light, very well crafted, and only hits and and scratches that itch of of a very specific need. But mm-hmm. as we know, sorbet technology has come so far that ice cream makers are now taking you know incredible techniques from the sorbet world into their own mm-hmm. uh, uh, genre, as is pudding, Jello, if smoothies, smoothie bowls. Are, are nothing mm-hmm. if not, you know, um, inspired by a traditional sorbet. Okay. The first time I had sorbet, I was in Melbourne. Uh, I think I was with my mate Liam, and I've gone and I've just cracked into it, and I'm like, this ain't fucking ice cream, Ben. 
<laughs> just didn't get it. <laughs> I get that. I get that. It's mm-hmm. like it's like Italian ice, but more real, more substantial mm. Italian ice. I guess. Okay. Be- you know, I when- should revisit it. And uh, actually do it like I mean it this time. I would. I really like it now, uh, but mostly in I just deep freeze smoothies and eat it as ice cream to be slightly mm-hmm. healthier. Um, and I call it a sorbet. I don't actually really know what a sorbet is. I just assume it's <laughs> made of fruit. So, well, and it's not as dense as ice cream. I like the denseness. Yeah, that's, it's very fluffy. It is. It is. Mm. But in like a very. Oh, fuck. Now my mouth's cold. Sort of way. (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) That's it. The finals, Tim. The penultimate elite showdown, if you will. um, Or the amateur show up of the cult classics for PC. Do we have a sponsor for this? Um, Yeah, the website, professionalcasual.com. Go there. Where you Check can out find all, stuff. all things Quinn are there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you go to professionalcasual.com forward slash Quinn underscore is underscore better underscore than underscore pony underscore Danza colon. All right. Let me one, write this down. I'm going to have to add this. <laughs> <laughs> you will see all kinds of cool shit, uh, including how fucking... Moving on. <laughs> Commander Keen versus System Shock 2 Electric Boogaloo. All right. So what defines a cult classic? Is it its ability to be underappreciated but still be good? Or is it a niche experience which you share with others? Uh, or is it something so ahead of its time that it couldn't have been good but you can see its um, service to a genre spreading out for years. Mm. Uh, a cult classic to me is something that's definitely not perfect. It's rough around the edges. It's a rough cut diamond, if you will. Mm. And uh, it wasn't well known. It might have done okay at its release, but those rose-tinted glasses that everyone has is just like, oh, yeah. Commander Keen was fucking fat as fuck. I mean, so that's that is the one thing I forget is the rose tinted glasses because mm. I'm I'm used to playing games that have been out for for a very long time and you have those people that are like oh well it was better when it was hard and I had to walk uphill eighteen different ways and you know wow classic <laughs> exactly <laughs> um, so. Yeah, I think I think with with that definition, I think you got to go Commander Keen. Um, okay. And had and and very specifically, had I not just found out that they had made a Doom Eternal Commander Keen thing, meaning that mm-hmm. it was memeable, it was not well known, but that you could even be playing Doom Eternal and not know the reference. Uh, yeah. Obviously, it was it, it was inspirational to the Doom Eternal people, probably mm-hmm. to a whole lot more, um, and. I mean, gosh, did it predate Castlevania and Metroid? I got no idea. I don't think I've ever actually played a Metroidvania game. Um, so Commander but, Keen came out in 
No way. It says May 30th, 2001. Nah, that dumb. can't be right. Send him home. Yeah. Yeah, I don't believe that. It was definitely it, it was on a floppy. It was on a 3.5 inch floppy. Yeah. Uh, Commander Keen one. Uh, That's when it came out. On 1990. Steam. OK. Yeah, it came out on 1990. Um, episode one was Marooned on Mars. There you go. All right. So the first Metroid game. Was it pre-1990? It was probably real close. Well, Metroid was on the SNES, right? Was on the regular Nintendo. The regular, the regular NES. NES. Okay, so it did come out in 86. All right, yeah. so we, we can't... sticks. <laughs> <laughs> so we can't credit uh, Commander Keen for inspiring Metroid, uh, which is no. what I was going to shoot for, but I still think... I still think you got to go Commander Keen here. I mean, a cult classic where mm-hmm. only the cult is aware of it. And System Shock 2, once, once again, has because it was so formidable in its time and ahead of its time and inspired so much, I do think it gets brought up somewhat regularly. Yeah. I mean, um, they're remastering the first one. Yeah. So no, it's going to be back in. <clears throat> no one's doing anything with Commander Keen unless it's a meme for a skin event. You know what I mean? So, like, <laughs> I don't even know if there are any Commander Keen memes. Hold on. Here we go. We're doing a live search. <clears throat> Um, if you remember this, you, you're as old as me and we are awesome. That was a good meme. Um, when they want to invade area 51, but they got no pogo stick. There you go. (laughs) 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 When we, uh, when we had the fucking storm area 51 thing, that was funny. Yeah. But. Oh, that Commander Naruto. Key is also created by ID Software. That's why it was in Doom, because they're the people that fucking made it. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a throwback. Yeah, for real. The fact that Straight the company's even still around, being able to make that stuff is, you know what I mean? Like, that's impressive in that field. Yeah. Incredibly impressive. Mm. I mean, uh, I think as bad as, like, the BBEG being Bethesda Softworks is, I'm pretty sure they give ID Software quite a lot of with what they do. Yeah. Because there's no way you could have went to fucking God Howard and gone, we're going to make Doom, but it's going to be a puzzle shooter. (laughs) He's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Like Doom Eternal is phenomenal. And I think we're going to see a lot of that. uh, I've already seen like a fair amount of it. People trying to copy that where every combat is a puzzle. And I think it's phenomenal. I played the first level of Doom Eternal and I was sweating. It was fucking wild. I wasn't even on the hardest difficulty. It wasn't like medium or some shit. But I'm bad at games. So here we are. So, so yeah, so I think Commander Keen wins it. Um, Congratulations, Commander Keen. And so does that mean, will Commander Keen be going on to the greatest PC game of all oh, time? Oh, yeah. He's even going to be in the first bracket. Him. Oh, I, I mean, so bottom. you can get so excited for that. I, He's probably going to get booted out straight away, but that's okay. <laughs> that, he made it. That's, that's what it's there for. It's just to be able to yeah. be considered a top contender, right? Yeah. You're, you're there and with the I big think boys. That, I think Commander Keen's a great choice, and I think that, um, like you said, it's it's cult. You didn't yeah. find it unless you went to a drugstore. I don't even know how my mate got hold of it, but I think his dad had it. Yeah. Because his dad's like a really big gamer, and he's like, oh, yeah, I got it. So my buddy Aiden spent all his childhood playing Commander Keen. 
And that's that's just how it has to go, right? You can't go to a store and pick up a cult classic. You have to know a guy who has a buddy whose cousin just happened to have it. You know what I mean? Correct. That's that's, yeah. That is that is the lifeblood of 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 cult classics. Of a cult classic. Yep. Absolutely. Hands down. That's it. So if you liked our show, cool. Thanks because uh, it's over. Apparently, it doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I don't even know where I am. That's how much. Like apparently, I'm in Tim's therapy room. Where he went to betterhelp.com forward slash professional casual get 10% off his first month. Because mm. he's the only one that's done it. That's true. I am the only one that's yeah. done it. Um, but make, make sure to check out our other friends and hopefully yours soon too. The comic book rundown with a very alive and Joe Gennaro, who has never been undead, uh, as well as Ron, Breaker and Baines, mm. Power Hour. One of them uh, wipes their ass, the other one doesn't. I've read my podcast. <laughs> is on a hiatus currently uh they wanted to cancel their show before uh elite Eight showdown got canceled honestly good on them uh first time they took a gimmick uh and did it before we actually committed to it mm-hmm. uh but mm-hmm. with that being said ladies gentlemen boys and girls cats and squirrels uh quinn has been your host this evening uh, uh, assistant to the co-host assistant to the regional co-host uh, yeah there it is and i have been tim i forget what you chapter said. master of the blood ravens France, um, we say goodbye, stay safe, and remember to leave the blood on the bracket. This has been Amateur Show Up. Amateur Show Up. <laughs> In the crowd, they're fucking crazy. They are. They've been so excited for Chuck to be gone. Like, honestly, I'm, I'm yeah, shocked that they, they were can, able to they can keep enjoy it, in it again. so long. Yeah. <laughs>